Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy. I'm doing Bruce Buffer now for some reason. The number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. All you gotta do is trust me. Johnny G. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Not much to say. Gnawing on the Nyla bone. What else is new? Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, fellow Long Islander, uh, friend, film writer, actor, director, star, producer, whatever, you know, you, uh, indie filmmaker is what we can call All it. the slashes. <laughs> All the slashes, dude. Slash, he's got a big top hat and curly hair on right now. It's perfect. <laughs> he's even slash cosplay. Guys, I got Nick Sinakis in the fucking house. Oh, I did it. I said your name right. You did. One of the few people in the world. Yeah. And just for the listeners off mic, right before we started, I confirmed how to pronounce yes. it. <laughs> I'm so not going to front. <laughs> let me get this right. How do I say your name again? I've only uh, known you off and on for five I, years. Yeah. I have known you for at least five years. <laughs> and I definitely have known your last name the whole time. And s- mutual friends, every time I say it, they go like, look at me like, that's definitely not how you say it. <laughs> Wait. I'm not even, I'm not even, we're not even getting into the silent P. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Is that's it, part of it. Is it a Greek name? It's a Greek name, but the, the the irony is I'm actually the smallest percentage Greek. But it's so, just because it's your dad's. But it's, yeah. just, it's my dad's side and it's just, a, my dad even considered changing it at one point because it was like such it's a misleading, nightmare. It's misleadingly Greek. <laughs> yeah, and people are <laughs> speaking to you in Greek and they're so disappointed that you don't speak Greek because it's so Greek. And then, um, of course, you know, you the got a little bit of the olive skin going for yourself. I do. My mom's Italian. Right. So yeah. I got 100% Italian. And my dad's like total mix. But my last name's so Greek. Yeah. That that's people are like, the, I, yeah. I have very, my mom's 100% Italian. My dad is a mix or whatever. And we don't even know what Gabrus is because <laughs> it's his real dad who like abandoned him. So, so it's but he even, kept the name and I'm like, it's like, we think it's Polish shortened from like Gabruski. At oh, Ellis that's what I was going to say. Was it shortened? Probably. Probably. Yeah. But it's, we were just saying off mic, like. My last name is only six letters and no teacher ever got it right. Even in like the third fucking quarter. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's what's so like fucking ironic to me is like when you're younger, you don't realize it. Like you're like, 
teachers like they're older they know they're smart they right. should know this shit and like looking back now in retrospect i'm like not one fucking teacher knew how to pronounce this name you well know? it's also funny when you get to be like 25 and you're like i had teachers when i was a kid that were 25 and i'm thinking about what i do at 25 right. and it's like what the fuck was i listening to these <laughs> yeah, assholes exactly. for? <laughs> i don't know what the fuck they're talking about they can't even pronounce my name you know do you, do you uh on along the same lines do you remember when you were uh old like say in your late twenties, looking at a playboy and the girl was too young. Like, even though she's legal, oh, yeah. she's like 19 and you're like, that's I'm, it's too yeah. young for me. And you are like, when I was a kid, these, these were women, these were adults. And yeah. I didn't realize they were five years older than me. I know It's so fucked up. And then like, <laughs> and so then, fucked I, up. then you're like, that means I'm fucking old. Like I'm at the point now where I'm like, I never thought I would get to that point where it's like, Oh, the youngins, you know? Cause yeah. like when you're in your mid twenties and stuff like you're just like, oh, whatever, man. Like, oh, like you know, even on sports, like sports fucks with me now. I'm like, that guy's fucking 21. Oh, it's heartbreaking. It's oh heartbreaking. I'm 37. That means any rookie is 15 years younger than me if they went to college. Dude, it's mind blowing. <laughs> I'm like 15 years older than Daniel Jones. And I'm like, come on, you motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like, I'm screaming at a child. <laughs> I'm screaming at a fucking child. And it's like, fuck it. Like just being a, a sports fan and like watching sports your whole life. Like you always looked like up to them and you're always like they're older you know yeah. and now you're like wait they're younger than me I'm that old guy that I that I always thought would be weird rooting for children I'm right. like ugh and I think that's why like <laughs> men want to have children themselves so that they could be like you love Tom Brady <laughs> right Right. <laughs> and I can live vicariously through I, he, I'm 20 years older than him I should not be obsessed with him but I am yeah. but using you I'm gonna you're gonna be my proxy to be obsessed with them and it like it all makes sense now <laughs> you know, <laughs> I gotta like, have a kid dude. like what the fuck <laughs> like cause uh, how else could you do it you can't get out there anymore you're like what are you gonna you know I mean even though like you might try or I try playing men's league like an idiot. You play men's league hockey. I play men's league lacrosse, uh, men's league rugby like once a year. Oh, do you? Oh, once a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I used to play. I played all through my 20s in New York, but I can't play anymore. But you still play men's league hockey. I, I do. It's stupid. That it's is a fucking nice holdover, though. That's it's, some fucking shit. I think holding on to shit like that keeps you sane. It kind of does because it's such a part of your life, man. I mean, like for me, uh, sports was it. But you just know? the fact that you still play hockey in your 30s means that like you can't let yourself get too out of shape because you got to play hockey. Right. You can't get blasted one the one night one before night your hockey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, no, but seriously, like which is a lot harder than you would think. <laughs> exactly. in LA. All, all depends on when that one day is. Right. <laughs> all depends on when the game is. But also, it's like a thing. It's the hour that you're on the ice is the hour that you're not thinking about like real life. Yes. And for me, that's what like rugby saved my life in my twenties. Cause I'd be like so stressed about what am I doing? I'm collecting unemployment. I'm waiting for, uh, to hear back about freelance jobs. I'm losing my fucking mind. Then 80 minutes every Saturday, I'm just playing rugby and not even thinking about any of that shit. No, for sure. And, and it's it keeps like you like, keeps you honest with yourself too. Just something like if you're constantly, there's not many times in life anymore that you're like challenged physically. It's true. So it's a good point. Like I need it. It's like therapeutic in a weird way. Oh, like you need some kind of competition like that, you know? Oh, competition. There's like the camaraderie of it where it's like, you don't have to even be friends with the guys, but like just playing together is, is like an element that you may be losing life, especially in LA. If you're like 
writing a movie in your oh, home for, sure. for like fucking six yeah. weeks, not seeing anyone. Your eyes are bleeding <laughs> out of your face <laughs> from just staring at a fucking f- footage all afternoon. Yeah. And then it's you funny. go to play rugby you go to play rugby or go to play hockey and no one there is gives a shit about what you did all day. You know, no. it's just like, let's go fucking shoot around or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, of course, like all the East coast, you know, tri-state New York assholes, like somehow find each other. So like my goalies from Jersey, I got a guy from Brooklyn. <laughs> well, Uncle David's from Boston. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, I bet I, well, I bet it's because there's not a lot of West coast people who grew up playing ice hockey either. No, but isn't ice so, hockey more like an Eastern North, uh, it, North, it is, but sur- surprisingly, and this is going to fucking, this is going to kind of go back to us being fucking old again. Yes, it is. And it like totally stemmed and like started more there and like took a long time to spread out West. But now there's, there's kids in the NHL from Arizona, from Huntington beach, California. And you're like, what the fuck? But so it's, <laughs> it is, but it's kind of grown. Um, and I'm actually kind of impressed. Like even when I go to Kings games, like they got a good fan base and like they know their shit. So yes, especially when we were growing up, it was different. It was weird, but now it's actually like, well, it's a pretty, lot of sports pretty, because uh, of the internet yeah. got to be everywhere where it was like, Hey, we live in Arizona, but I want to play ice hockey or I now live in Arizona and I played ice hockey my whole life. Right. You could fucking put that on Facebook or something and you can get 40 people oh, who are like, fuck yeah. you can get 20 people who are like, I've played before and 20 people are like, I'd be down to learn. And you're like, well guys, guess what? We have a fucking ice hockey club right. in Tempe now. <laughs> I know. And then like, and then it's like, how does that make me feel? I'm like this kid from Arizona made it and I born and bred Northeast hockey central <laughs> didn't make it Huntington, California, the beach boy got it. Did but, you guys um, play? Did you guys play at the Freeport bubble at the rec oh, center? Fuck yeah. Yeah. The Freeport bubble, man. Oh my God. Who's from Freeport? Uh, Flavor Flav? Me. You're from Freeport? My parents. Oh, they fuck. Went, my parents, my, my, this is the thing I can say. My parents went to Freeport High School, my oh, wow. mom graduated. Nice, <laughs> but my that's dad nice. did go for a year. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, and then I, I lived in Freeport until I was like fourteen. Then I moved to Belmore. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, I took my ice skating lessons in the bubble. Oh, I yeah. took my swimming lessons at the rec center too, indoor and outdoor pool. That's amazing. And that I, bubble, I actually that... went to I went to fucking nursery school at the rec center. That's they had a little nursery school. Oh, there. that's fucking wild, dude. Yeah. The bubble, like, how is that safe? I know to, for the, for the non long Islanders yeah, in the, the house, non, like, <laughs> from Arthur and the listeners, yeah. um, Nick and I are referring to in Freeport, Long Island is the Freeport rec center, which is an indoor pool. Like it has like a, like a, me- a big meeting area. It's like everything. It, it, and it has outdoor pool and it also has an ice skating rink or a hockey rink with a huge canvas looking bubble over it like so bizarre it looks like a fucking tent at like a music festival and i think it's run through air similar to like the jumpy castles so if you could could imagine like air supporting an entire bubble i think that's what it is right because you hear a constant kind of light blowing when you get inside the uh yeah when you're inside the bubble i'm almost positive i loved going in there man because it felt like it could be summer outside and it would be like so trippy you'd be in like It'd be chilly, and the smell of the indoor ice skating rink, you you would know better than me. There's something specific. I'm an indoor pool kid from being on a swim team. Oh, so that's kind of got a vibe yeah, and a smell. And, yeah, you like can smell swim practice from like before you start. Oh, you yeah. Know? And hockey, I, I, I like like ice hockey felt like the same thing with the ice rink. No, for that sure. distinct sound and smell is like constant yeah. whirring. Even now when I go into an ice rink, like it kind of does bring me back to my childhood because I just spent so much fucking time in them. Right. You know, so like even that oddly, like going back to what you said, like, just to have that smell, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm all right in a it weird feels way. Good. Well, oh, you know, it's Arthur funny. Agrees. You you just made me think of this uh, a little bit. Uh, I find that I get way happier now 
if I get a swim in or I get to the beach or I get a sun, I get some sun time. And it's, I think part of it is a lot is like, that's just what I grew up doing. Yeah. And I felt like I got used to it is not the right word, but like I started to need it. Yeah. And then you go, like you hang out in LA for like four years and you're like, fuck it. Let me go play hockey with some friends. You go play and you're like, shit, dude, I think I might actually need this in my life. Right. Yeah, like, dude, cause there's sure. like, there's like the connection to your body. There's a connection to your past. There's a connection to better times. It's definitely like, it's fun to like try to maintain being good at something that is objective and not subjective. Like, yeah, it's just in, like in our, I think in our lot careers as like actors and writers, you're like, am I good at this? And you yeah. can't tell. There's no, there's no, there's no <laughs> metrics for it. But it's not you, tangible. But if you play yeah. hockey and you never start, <laughs> well, yeah. and you're like, okay, well, I'm not as good as you're these right. guys. I yeah. never <laughs> score. So maybe I should think of, you know, there is, there's metrics. I mean, that's what's so fucked up about what we do is there is no, there is no tangible way to, you know, it's so subjective. There's no tangible way. Like my brother's a huge golfer and it's like, if he goes out there and shoots 68, like, he knows he, he shot well. 68. Yeah. There's nothing you could do to take that away from you. Can you can know? book something here and you're still like, did I fuck it? Did Does I it bomb matter? That? Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, but yeah, there's, there's definitely like, it, it must be like a, maybe it's an LA thing or maybe it's just the hustle or the grind of, of trying to, you know, get on it that you for, you forget about those things or at least me, like I'm so focused on that, that I stop like doing things that I enjoy in my life, such as swimming or playing hockey or going to the beach, you know, like you have to like, like kick yourself in the ass a little bit and be like, you could still enjoy your life and do shit. You know, I think that's what like a lot of people need to hear in life. Like it, I hear it from a lot of our peers who do what we do, which is whatever the catch all 40 different 1099s every year or whatever, you know, like a hundred dollar paycheck from a hundred different people. Um, it's like, Besides us, I mean, I, I, you know, people who have just like office jobs, grindy office jobs, and it sucks in there and you hate it. But the, the more you, de- the more you make work like your only thing, yeah. the more you, you're, when you start to look for at work for happiness, no like good. that's where it's easy to, in our career to tie like, oh shit. Yes. I made a movie. Now I'm happy. You right. know what I mean? And it's easy to like, oh, the, I got booked. Oh, I got a thousand dollar gig. I am now happy. And it's like, you can't seek happiness no. in your career. No. Ideally and, you can get it, right. but like if you're not getting, you have to find it elsewhere outside of it for sanity's purpose. No, a hundred percent. And like, and you hear a lot of people talk about that shit too, where it's like, they're like, oh yeah, once this happens, then I'll be happy. Right. And then it happens and you're like, okay, I'm not happy or this, this crazy change didn't happen, you know, right, whether right. it's booking a role or being on a TV show or whatever it is that, yeah. Is your goal? I mean, I can tell you, I can tell you like four distinct moments in my career where I was like, well, now now I'm I'm the kind of guy that does this. Like, I started an indie movie and I'm like, well, now I book indie movies. That's my new, and I never was in another one. That was five years ago. (laughs) And that's happened to me like at three different points where I'm like, well, looks like your boy is a guy who's going to do blank from here on out. And then (laughs) doesn't happen again for like three years. You're like, okay, so I'm not that guy. It's never what you think it is. It's never going to be what you think it is. No. So you've got to hold on to that shit that makes you happy and keeps you you saying outside of it for you sure. do, man I, yeah. it took a while i'm just finally starting to like i think get better at it and like kind of come to terms with like kind of balancing that shit you know where i used to just put all my emphasis on happiness and success based on this fucked up career right. you know that we've chosen but um 
Yeah, I know. I mean, not to get cheesy, but like the Duplass brothers, are, uh, they, they're famous. Like the Calvary ain't coming. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it, it's not. Like you no. know, everybody thinks like somebody's gonna knock on your door and be like, "John Gabrus, congratulations, you're accepted to Hollywood." You know, <laughs> right. and everything's and it's fine. Like, I have agents that I'm paying, and they can't even do that for me. Right, so right. like, yeah. if, they, if they're not gonna do it for me, it's not gonna come from a random. Or if I can't get yeah. them to get me work, what the fuck is? How is this gonna happen? Yeah. So you have to just like find it, and like when you start to realize like when you're doing better mentally is when the three weeks where nothing's happening career wise, you can kind of manage it. Sure. And then when something happens, you're just like, Oh, right. Yes. My, like, Bruh. cause cause you're maintaining your mental health doing that other shit. I, it took me until last year to like even consider wh why I was like miserable. You know what I sure. mean? Like, and then I started going to therapy, started, making sure I exercised, making sure I did things that made me feel better, drink, start drinking less. And I was like, Oh, okay. So the business beat me up a lot, but I was also not mentally, uh, fully, uh, loaded or fully equipped to be fighting it. Yeah. I kind I, of I like think a lot of people feel that way. Right. You're just like, I'm so overwhelmed by the business. And then you like build up some of your own personal tools of happiness and mental health. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, it is beating me up, but it's not destroying me. Right. I was allowing myself to be destroyed by it too. No, for sure. Cause it's a great excuse to be like, not do anything with your life is like, I gotta be by my computer in case something comes in and I gotta be working. I gotta be right. writing. I gotta be auditioning and you can fill up your time. And then you're like, Oh, but what would make me happy or what would keep me alive longer? Exercising sports competition, outdoors time. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's, it's somehow coming to grips with like, okay, this is what I do, but this doesn't define me, you know? And, and just being okay with like, like you gotta be all in or all out. And that's fucking scary, man. Cause it's like, there ain't no guarantees. And like that, that, that really fucked me up early, you know, because like, it's always the what if, like nothing happens, like I'm fucked, you know, right. da, da, da. but now but the, idea, I, the idea of if something happens, my whole life will change. I'll be loaded can keep you riding for oh, a yeah. couple of years. Like I, I think you could do three years of like collecting unemployment and like all the worst catering jobs you can get to survive to get through three years. And then you go, all right, well now I start to need something more than like the, po the possibility of a sitcom right. hanging over yeah. my head. I know, but it, and it's weird too, because it is one of those, those, uh, industries where it can happen, right. you know, and it can like kind of change overnight where at least like, you know, Small the ceiling is, is yeah. kind of, you know, is kind of high. Like there is opportunity there, but yeah, I'm just trying to, like I said, I, I think I'm just better at the day to day. Like, okay, this is what I'm, I'm all in. This is what I do. Right. You know, how do I do it? And also maintain like some kind of sanity and mental fucking happiness, <laughs> you know, like, or like, they're like, Oh, are you happy? I'm like, happy. What is that? I don't know. Like, you know, no, I want more. Oh yeah. Like everyone else in this world, it's fucking right. crazy. We all want more. Uh, wait, so. Where, where did you grow up that you played in Freeport? Are you, I mean, I play, so I grew up in East Meadow. East Meadow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that, I was in East Meadow. To, did you go to division or did you go? So to, I went to, uh, so I, I went to McVay grammar school. Then I went to Woodland okay. junior high school. Uh huh. And then I asked my parents, this is how sick I am to go to Catholic school because of the hockey, because of the hockey team. So, so I went, went to Kellenberg, Kellenberg. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> so as, as crazy as that is, and then East at least Meadow, you went to the co-ed one. Oh yeah. Yeah. At that point, I don't think I could have, I could have did. So Chaminade was like the sister school that was all boys. And I was like, uh, that, yeah, I couldn't, it was, that was where I drew the line. Cause I went to Catholic college. I went to Marist where, oh, that's right. uh, with Ty. Yeah. Where, so everyone there was Catholic and, uh, 
or most people were Catholic or at least not Jewish. So every Long Island person that was there was from Kellenberg, Holy Trinity and Shamanah. Yeah. Those are the three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, wasn't St. Anthony's like a hockey school too, or yeah, I think they, cause I they, feel like they had a team. They weren't as like, um, but you're right. Yeah. They were kind of in the mix too. They weren't. Cause I knew like good. kids, kids who were like in public school were like, I, I, I'm hoping my parents let me go to St. Anthony's cause I want to keep playing hockey or whatever. Yeah. Cause it's not like the, a lot of the public high schools don't have hockey, ice hockey. Teams. Yeah. It was like yeah. a weird thing. It's it like hockey in general, the sport, like because it originated in Canada, like all like kind of the, even like age groups and restrictions and all that stuff is so different. But yeah, so that was like the first step was like Catholic school. And then I also played travel hockey. Right. And then at, at that point I was playing on like so many teams that I, that I mean, Freeport, like you just were playing all over Long Island basically. So right. yeah. And of course, like I went home not too long ago and Eisenhower park built a two, two rink facility in the middle. That is where the Islanders now practice. And it's like five minutes from my house. And my mom's like, you gotta be kidding me. I had to drive you oh. all those years. And now there's a rink right by my house. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I grew up there and then East Meadow was so small. Oh, that's so funny. You said Eisenhower park back that up real yeah, quick. Yeah. Uh, when I first started on the Belmore Merrick Central High School District swim team, uh, <laughs> nice. swim team, swim team, like hockey, not that popular, needs a big piece of equipment to play it. You, you know, not a lot of schools are equipped with pools. So it was Mepham, Calhoun, Kennedy, and Grand Avenue Junior High and Merrick Avenue Junior High all rolled into one sports team. Oh my God. <laughs> and we still amazing. only had like 11 guys, nine guys. That's so but uh, we practiced at the rec center for like my freshman through sophomore, junior year. And then Eisenhower Park, because they were having the Goodwill games there, opened that huge, like long yes. cost meters pool facility. Yeah, I remember and that. And so then our, our practices switched there. And I remember my mom being like, at least I don't have to drive you to Freeport every morning because right. it's before school. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Get in the water at 6 a.m. Oh, oh yeah. Man. I can't believe I used to do that all the time. Now, if you told me like Ugh. exercise at 6 a.m. before, I'd be like, fuck you. No, it's the I'll, worst. I can, I, today I had to push back our 1 p.m. appointment because I got <laughs> a late start on getting to the gym. I love it. <laughs> You're like, 130? I'm like, oh, I can do that. 130, okay? Because I'm at the gym and I have like two more sets. And the timing is just not going to work. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I do remember that pool too. That was that was like awesome. That, uh, I mean, it's still there, obviously. Yeah, but the they, yeah, Park pool yeah, they did that shit up. Like, yeah. It can do long course and then it can get divided down into two short courses, which is just yeah, a while. Yeah, it had like the whole the whole array of, of diving boards yeah, too, Yeah, it, right? it had the platforms, like yeah. the solid ones too. Yeah, it was ready for it to have Olympic Games there. It's uh, crazy. Commonwealth Games or Goodwill Games, one of those two. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. Hey, I'm walking here with $100 I just picked up. So why don't you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, when you're just betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I uh, Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, which, you know, is fun, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? You can... The second half, it looks like your bet is going to lose. You can always just take the other side, you know, hedge it a little. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, or if you're, you're the type of person that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try and parlay. Because if all your picks come through, you'll hit multiple, like you'll multiply your earnings big time. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. So do yourself a favor. 
Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code MIGHTY, M-I-G-H-T-Y, to activate the offer. That's promo code MIGHTY, M-I-G-H-T-Y. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Um, what was what's East Meadow like? I mean, I'm from oh, Belmore, which is like practically the same thing. Let's just put it this way. East Meadow was so small that actually the reason I started hanging out with people from Belmore and Merrick is because they had a roller hockey team. I don't know. Do you remember that roller hockey rink on, uh, on Newbridge, Newbridge in Jerusalem? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I played roller hockey. BMRH. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I played in the summer league. My friends okay. played real every day, like right. roller hockey, like it was a, a, a high school sport. We played roller hockey every weekend in my neighborhood. Right. And then I started, uh, playing in like the summer league. BMRH. Oh yeah. That's yeah. too, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you know, you play it's funny how popular roller hockey was. Oh my God. So, I, it was like, it, it had, they had a professional team at one point. I moved from Freeport, which was like all black and Hispanic. I'd never seen anyone even on rollerblades. Then I go to fucking Belmore and this is like, I moved there th- at 95, 1995 or 96. Okay. And all of a sudden the kids in my neighborhood have like hockey nets and goalie equipment and they're oh, yeah. playing roller hockey. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'm like getting into inline skating a little bit because it is the mid nineties yeah. and I'm a kid and I'm like, Oh, let me go ask these guys playing. And I started playing fucking roller hockey with the neighborhood kids. It was fun, man. We used to do, we, we did a lot of like school parking lot games. Oh, hell br- yeah. Bring like nets into the parking lot and like stuff like that. We but. used to, I just remember uh, everyone skating together with one dude holding the net. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Going, <laughs> going skating over to sawmill. We're all just over like the shoulder. Yeah. Just oh, like yeah. holding a full hockey net on your shoulder. Oh, it was awesome. Everyone else has got their full, their gloves and their fucking, uh, yeah. We uh, it was did awesome. up the goalies and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, so what happened was, um, started hanging out with Belmore America. I started hanging out with Belmore America kids. Cause, um, East Meadow didn't have, have any of that type of stuff. I would play ice hockey in like organized leagues, but then, you know, it's only the winter season. Right. So that's kind of how roller hockey became popular. So it was like, you, like you said, you'd play like spring or summer or something. Right. And then, and, uh, and the kid who had goalie pads was an ice hockey goalie, you right. know, like, and it was right. like those kids. And a lot of them crossed over, which is crazy. Like, I like, like John Youngling, who we have a mutual friend. Yes. Like I played with that kid my whole life, shout, ice and roller, you know, shout out to Youngling yeah. right now because Whenever I tell the story about, uh, and I've said it on a million podcasts, everyone calls me Gabrus because all my friends in high school were named Mike and John. Youngling is one of them. And to date, he's called by his last name. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because we had f- uh, Osner, uh, John Osner, John Youngling, John Gabrus, Mike Brannigan, Mike DiDomenico, Mike Hogan, uh, Mike Reese, Mike uh, Stanganelli, <laughs> yeah, John no. Pickering. I just like all a, John's is that like a Long Island thing? Because we always did that too. It was always last names. I guess because- well, I think here's the thing. I think with uh, white kids born in the 80s, yeah. our parents named everyone Mike, Nick, John, John Brian. Mike, Dave, Dan, Brian, Chris, yeah. Ryan. You know, no one had, so you had a lot of doubles. There's a lot right. of Robs and a lot of Rob, <laughs> Roberts and Bobs. It's so true. And it, so everyone started going by their last name. And then also, if you're a jock, like if you play high school sports, your coach or yeah. everyone kind of calls you that. Yeah. And so then you Gabrus, get, yeah, get then, over here. then you get, your, oh, well, I wish they called me Gabrus. It was gay boy. <laughs> oh, nice. That's pretty good. <laughs> My nickname for all of high school was gay boy, grab ass or garbage oh, from that's... teachers. Oh, <laughs> those teachers, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> those motherfuckers. If I'm younger knew... than I am now, I would never talk oh, to a kid like that. If I only knew what I know now then, but yeah, so that's how I ended up in, uh, 
in Merrick because of the roller hockey. So I, I became friends with a lot of Merrick and Belmore kids. And then also like, I mean, again, like now going back there, I'm like, dude, our towns were pretty fucking small. You yeah. Know? And they were right next and to And they were right other. next to you. Like all three. I mean, we didn't even have a train station. Like we would have to go to Belmore Merrick to take the train. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So, so I became friends Belmore, with a lot Merrick, of those guys. Belmore, Merrick, Montauk, Seaford, Massapequa, Massapequa Park, Amityville, Lindenhurst, Copenhagen, Babylon. There you go. Nice. <laughs> What's before Merrick? <laughs> uh, going the other way is, Freeport. Uh, is Merrick, uh, Freeport. Freeport, Baldwin, Rockville Center, um, Kew Gardens, uh, Forest Hills, Jamaica, Jamaica Penn. Penn. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, spent a lot of time on that tree. <laughs> oh my God. I remember I got, a, I, I took one stab at a real job after college, put In, this, put the suit on. Oh really? He took the, took the train. Pretty sure I knew going in that that was going to be the last job interview, real job interview I ever went on. And then that was it. I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this. How shortly after college did you move out here? So I actually, my senior year of college, I came out here to visit for like two weeks because I'd never been out here. And I kind of did the uh, flying to LA, spent a week in LA, drive down the coast of San Diego, spent a week in San Diego, fly back. And I convinced one of my friends from Merrick, oddly enough, who had no interest in coming out here begged him. I'm like, somebody's got to come out. We are, you know, if I want to do this, I got to go to LA. And I came out, I'm like, I fucking hate it here. Fuck this place. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm going to move to New York city. You know, I'm not like, and he's like, I love it. I'm moving to San Diego. <laughs> like, it was just so bizarre. And then he was in San Diego for like 10 years. But, um, so I, I was in, uh, I moved out here 2010. So oh, I've okay. been out here nine years now, but, um, well, you were in New York before. And then I, I, after undergrad, I was in Manhattan for five. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I did. I lived for a year and a half after school at my mom's house and commuted in as to being a PA at VH1 for oh my like God. a full year. I lived a, a home commuter life, but I was getting into comedy and going to shows. And, and you taking, weren't wearing a suit. I was not wearing a suit. Yes. And then I would also be on like the 2.44 a.m. train oh home so much because I was just 22. I was like partying oh, with yeah. everyone's at their first job. Um, grad school for me was being a PA at Viacom in 2004. Yeah. Everyone there was just like the smart kids from different schools who – uh, got internships and hustled their ass off. And we're now working 12 hour days for like 90 bucks. Yeah. And we were all like, let's go. And we're like, just party great, all night. We'd be like, uh, coppersmiths has got buy one burger, get one free and buy one beer, get one free on Tuesdays. We're like, great. We're going there. Flight 151 has uh flip a coin. If you're right, the beer's free on this night. We're like, all right, that's night we go here. <laughs> like yeah. you just pick drink special nights for every night of the week. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That must've been a good gig though. Right out of cool. Uh, it was school. cool. Yeah. I ended up working at, on best week ever, which was kind of like the highlight. Oh, yeah. I ended Fuck up being yeah. a PA on best week ever. And like I was, another cool thing was Viacom had no benefits whatsoever, but if you were employed for six months or a year straight, they would give you money towards a continuing education. So you had to just like, they would pay for like an editing class or a filmmaking class. That's pretty cool actually. a UCB improv class. Ah, which so, one did you do? Uh, <laughs> I wish I did editing and I could be fucking <laughs> working every day and making oh money. Oh my God. I edit. Don't, it's not that great. <laughs> I, I was in a, I did uh, some editing in college. I did editing in college and then I was a loader at Viacom at night for like, uh, loading media. Yeah. Cause you got like $25 an hour to do that, which oh, is fuck. like an insane rate. So you Especially would work at that time. Yeah. You'd work your day, day shift and then be like, all right, at 8 PM, I load until 8 AM. So and then what you, were you loading like mini DV tapes, uh, mini DV, but most Mostly beta. They beta? like they, they shot Dude. so much shit on beta. That's and, so amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I did not know that. Ah, yeah, a little, little tidbit for Gabriel. Um, where were you, where were you working? So 
So after, what, was the suit, what was the suit? What's the first the, job? What's the, the suit, suit What is the suit job? I'm curious. Um, I don't know what it was, to be honest with you. I, it was probably some marketing or business type thing. I basically right. was a visual arts major and got super scared and then was like, I got to do- I should get a real job during I got to do boom. business as well. And then like I, I played hockey in college, so there was like- the the business management school that was like for the hockey players that like probably really wasn't business school but right. like they put us in there like so we could pass you know so I ended up having that so I, I don't even know what the job was but I just remember that that early morning commuter train with just the zombies on there in suits like sleeping drooling on themselves with the paper reading and I'm just pissed, like upset oh. fucking when it's raining or snowing oh and, my God. and it's like it's the ground so is like sad. brownish water everywhere on the train I'm just like I, I can't do this every day what is it this is fucking crazy you know so it was some kind of business thing and then I was like when I finally was like okay this is what I want to do always wanted to act but but loved movies and wanted to make movies as well like kind of like the guys that d that did both you know yeah. so I was like all right I gotta live in New York City what do you do when you want to do pursue this career well I'm gonna be a bartender you know? <laughs> right, right. that was like the closest like connection I had because I had done that like in college right right so um so then I started looking for that that kind of job to let me do, you know, all this other nonsense. Uh, did you end up tending bar in Manhattan? So really funny story. I'll try to make it as quick as possible. But Please. We have nothing but time. <laughs> Seriously, take your time. So I'm like, fuck. I'm going to interrupt it five times. Well, that's good. Oh, yeah. There's probably, you probably have a lot of questions. It's super, it's super interesting. But, you know, so, you know, I went to the old, whatever, the old uh, reliable Craigslist, <laughs> typing in bartender needed. And I, I remember I was like, I was going on a bunch of interviews and like not kind of, not really getting anything. And I remember I was in New York city in Penn station, looking at the big fucking board right there under MSG and super like kind of depressed. Cause I wasn't getting any bites for a bartender. <laughs> and I got a fucking call from one of these ads that I did. And they're like, Hey, uh, you know, you, you did an ad. Could you get in here? And I was like, yeah, where is it? Da, da, da. And he's like, listen, you know, this is a really high end place. You know, are you sure you, you know, want it? Are you serious? I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Da, da, da. And it turns out that the the restaurant was on Long Island. It was on Northern Boulevard, close to Queens, but not like it was fucking Long Island, you know? And it was a restaurant called Il Molino. And it's one of the top Italian yes, restaurants I know it. Yeah. everywhere in New York. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, fuck. And, and, you know, I roll up and it's like, you know, there's like a Rolls Royce, a Bentley. Like it's that type of place, that type of money. And... Luckily, the guy, they were opening multiple restaurants and the guy that was training me slash interviewing me happened to be an actor from Canada that played hockey. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, do you want this job? If you want it, I'll teach you and I'll, I'll give it to you. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want it, you know? And we kind of broke out a little bit over hockey and acting. And, um, and that was my first job. So what I ended up doing, cause I was like, I can't move back home with my parents after undergrad, like after getting away and, and living on my own, I'm like, nah, well, cause where it. were you living on your own in the city? So in the city. So we got a, after you, so you, the suit job carried you into getting a Manhattan apartment. <sighs> never took the suit, suit job. Oh, you know, oh, you never took it. Went okay. right into the bartending job. Right, right. This bartending job, believe it or not, got me into the city because I was making. You could have been commuting by car to your mom's house, but. But no, what I decided to do, because I'm independent and now I've lived alone, <laughs> is I'm not living at home. I got a job that pays me money. Me and my friends got a six-person loft in the financial district that was a city block long. And one window was on Water Street and one window was on Pearl Street. What? <laughs> and it was just a gutted 
three-story walk-up loft. Huge. This thing was huge. Like it, it could, like if somebody was at the other end of the loft, you you could not even know you were, they were home. And we were all poor college kids, but very like, you know, I don't know, just like feeling no, like we could do anything. And we're like, we're going to all live here. We're going to build walls and we're going to build rooms and we're going to fucking live in Manhattan. You You're know, like doing the math on the rent. You're yeah. like, it's only, it's only going to be $600 each a month. Yeah. yeah. If we get six or seven people in here, that's going to work, <laughs> you know? And we literally brought sheetrock and fucking two by fours up a three story walk up in Manhattan and built rooms. And six of us lived in this, in this apartment and I reverse commuted with my car from New York City to Long Island to work this job. It's <laughs> you, stupid. So you had a car that, in the city living in a loft bartending at a fancy Italian restaurant on Long, Long Island. Island. <laughs> really economically sound. And so I'm paying for a spot at South Street Seaport to then drive to Long Island. Now, the only good thing is because it was a restaurant, I was off peak like rush hour. Right. So you're driving there at three in the afternoon or four in the afternoon and yeah. then you're coming back home like after 12. going from Long Island to the city yeah, at midnight. That makes sense. That's what most people do. Everybody commutes. That's just like a total like that. That's just like the metaphor of my life. Were you? Everyone commutes from Long Island to the city, but I no. I'm gonna commute from the city <laughs> to Long Island. I think I'm gonna. I've got a way to think outside the box here and make my life harder. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> but, much everything. What uh, were you getting? The benefits of the city? Were you getting to go out in the city on your nights off oh, and like yeah. daytime getting to be yeah. in? I mean, it was it was dope. Right. I mean, it was it was six of us. We all went to college together. Some people were from the area. Some people weren't. Everybody was kind of hustling jobs just to be able to live in the city, you know? Obviously, there were six of us, so right. it was oh, I fairly lived, affordable. I lived three people in a 2,000-square-foot a tw- uh, loft <laughs> with um, my bedroom was above the dining room and we, uh, it had pods. Like oh. you had to go up a ladder, but you couldn't stand up in my room I love or that. in the dining room. Yeah. I love that shit. So we split, <laughs> we split the loft in half the long way, the worst way. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing that like, I feel like that's such a New York city thing is like, they encourage you to split rooms and put up walls. Yeah. So you're like this, this is the studio office. You could split it. So it's like, oh, okay. It could fit a twin bed. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Let's do that. They're like city kids. Look, I know what you're saying. I want, they're like, a landlord's like, I want to get $2,400 for this apartment. I know you two guys can't afford it, right. but I'm okay if you throw a third guy there and everyone only has to pay 800 and you I get what? the money I want. And if you're going to build a room, when you guys leave, I'm putting three people in here for, for 3000 And then they <laughs> add to it and they're like, you know what? I got a wall guy too if you need it. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. He'll come in. He'll put it in. He'll take it out when you leave. Like, it's like it, they're running so many scams. Oh, it's, yeah. it's unreal. Yeah. But yeah, so that was my first thing. But I, I made so much money at this restaurant. It was like, God, man, I, I was so stupid with it. So the only downside of this gig was it was they they wanted to have a really family feel so you had to work every day because they didn't want people to come in and not know you so i had to work 6 days a week oh. at this restaurant but that's also coin i was if making you get, if you're getting if you're getting 6 shifts a week dude yeah. i was making so much money i was getting upset so what i would do is i would fly to miami on my day off on sunday just because i i, I had to work 6 days a week like it was stupid, stupid money, That's but wild. But it let me, you know, let me live in New York City and right. like actually enjoy myself. And of course, you put away a bunch of it in savings, and now you're I like, don't, not a dollar. <laughs> of course not, not a fucking Dude, dollar. I was so stupid with that. I was making so much money. Like I had to have been making six figures as a 22 year old, right? Because we're talking like 
Six days a week. Slight, like light tax laws there with fucking. Well, yeah, yeah you got cash. the cash tips. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's one of those things where you're like, why didn't I do that for 10 years and buy a fucking apartment? Because I'm an idiot. The- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to be an actor. I got to yeah. live in fucking the financial district with five of my buds. Yeah. It's the only way I'll be happy, you yeah. know? And it's so funny, actually, because uh, so I ended up quitting because I was like, it's not about the money, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I want to be an actor, dude. This is not going to work for me, you know? And my boss, who was the owner, who who really liked me, um, but owned multiple, you know, owned this whole, all these restaurants was like, what are you doing? You want to be an actor? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, and he's like, I, was, I don't know what you're doing. You know, like if you want to talk about it, I could help you. Like I know blah, 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 and da, 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 but like what the hell are you doing? And he offers me a job at like 23, 24 to travel and open all his bars. I know. <laughs> and open all his bars for him, set up the bar, train the bartenders, make the cocktail menus, and then go and live another two months somewhere else. So they were opening in places like Miami, Puerto Rico, Vegas, Chicago. And like, you're like, no, I want to be an actor. I'm like, I want to be an actor. This guy looked at me like I was fucking out of my mind. And I probably was. But and then, like in hindsight, you're like, I could, you're just knowing how the business works. Like I could have waited one year and that would have been the best experience. I'm like, like sure. Yeah, of yeah. course. Like, and I would be no different. My career would be no, I'm, I'm, no, no, it's true. I did the exact same shit. So I know all about this. It's so true. And I, I just, I had that fear that if I did it, if I did anything like that and it, and it was successful that I'd never come back, that it, you know, that yeah. I would get comfortable with the money and the lifestyle and I'd never really do it. And whether that's true or not, who knows, but that was like my fear. So I was like, nope, nope, nope. But it was weird. Cause this dude respected the hell out of me. Cause he probably thought I was fucking crazy. Yeah. He's like, you this know? guy's dedicated to the fucking like, craft. Dude, this, dude's, <laughs> this dude's an idiot, you know, because everybody, you know, like those those owners that like have all the money, all they have all day is guys that want something from them. Right. So like when they have a guy that doesn't want anything from them, like they don't know. It's like the hot girl. They don't yeah. know what to do with that. Right. Everybody's yeah. chasing them, like trying to buy him shit. And you're like, no, nah, I'm good. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. You negged him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, also Long Island guys, uh, Long Island people, Long Island uh, of all genders. And especially in the restaurant is all they talk about is money. All they oh, care yeah. about is money. People are so, I, I was a bartender at like the Hofstra bars. I worked at McKeebs for uh, like two nights a week all summer in the off se- in their off season. Like our when I was home in the winter in the summer, and all they talked about was like, "Bro, I got three twenty five cash last night," and I'm like, "Fuck, I only got two forty." And we're like <laughs> talking about, it and it's like, I'm fucking twenty two. I was making, I made three hundred dollars cash a night, and I was working full time at Jones Beach for sixteen fifty an hour. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. That's funny. You worked at McKeebs. I worked at a. Uh I worked at Monterey's. Oh shit. Yeah. Which is now at Chipotle, I believe. Is it? <laughs> yeah. No. Dude, that whole strip is gone. I went back I went home like a couple Where months did ago. Where the Hofstra kids party? I don't know. They shut all that shit down. Crebets, McKeebs, uh I used Monterey's. to I'm so old when I partied at Crebets, it was called Bogarts. Bogarts. <laughs> yes. I am as, uh, as well. And I used to go to Bogarts, you could probably attest to this. It used to be 18 to get in. 21 to drink. So 18 I would to have, swim, 21 to go under. There you go. <laughs> so I would have fake ID at 16 for 18 to get in. And then obviously you try to get somebody to buy your drinks. Yeah. I used to get in with a fake Hofstra ID that had two F's in it. <laughs> Seriously. And it was my picture and it was like poorly made and was like, yeah, no, I'm a freshman at Hofstra. I'm 16 years old going to a fucking bar. Oh yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I made Long Island is, I mean, I know a lot of people drink young there, but Long Island, the culture is like weird. It's like, how do we all know in like freshman year of high school to be like, 
get you got to get fake IDs. We're gonna start drinking every Friday and Saturday <laughs> night. And you're like, what the fuck? I man? know, but it's also like now, now you could like look back on it and be like, what the fuck was going on? But like at the time, right? You didn't know any better. Right, like, time, like I, I didn't. I just thought, yeah. oh, this is what everybody in the world does. It's like, know. yeah, senior, like, oh, the juniors and seniors are doing this on the weekend. Right. So that's what when I'm a freshman and sophomore, I'm gonna do on the weekend, and hopefully, eventually, the seniors will invite me over to their circle or whatever. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like that weird shit where you're just like a so kid. Weird, man. I partied, I partied, like drank hard two nights a week minimum oh yeah from like 13 to yeah. 20, till 27 yeah. like, <laughs> i mean i was making fake ids on my computer oh at college <laughs> at college we were doing some of the most sketchy shit ever oh. we were like making fake ids it's crazy and some other stuff that i'll say off mic <laughs> it's did, did not I, like uh cancel me but it is like federal offense stuff nice <laughs> So it is cancel. <laughs> it's cancel me, but government cancel me. Not like I fucking was sketchy to women. Gotcha. Gotcha. That gotcha. They'll never tell. It was so long ago. <laughs> and then, oh God, that's so funny. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's like a cultural thing. It's so bizarre. Money matters so much on Long Island. It's so funny. Everyone's like, as all like the Gentiles are like aspirationally Jewish. Yeah. You know, like all, my, all the Catholics are like, well, you know, Lynn is Jewish, so she's got a lot of money, yeah. you know, and it's like, what? and then it's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I think that's anti-Semitic, but, you know, yeah. and it's like, but I'm not sure <laughs> you're saying they're rich. <laughs> I think it's but a it compliment. Like this thing where my mom's like, I wish we were Jewish. Like, like, <laughs> like they got some special fund because they were Jewish. It's yeah. like, mom, that's not how it works. <laughs> but that's also like North Shore, South Shore, right? Yeah. Of Long Island or especially I, Merrick. Yeah, I, I remember everybody was like, oh, they live in North Merrick. Well, North Merrick. It's weird because the North Shore is where the rich people live. The South Shore is where like the blue collar people live. Right. But you go close enough to the South Shore and you're on the beach and then that's expensive shit again. Right, so right. like, so we're stuck in the middle. Yeah. So yeah. South Belmore, South Merrick. I lived like a mile north of Sunrise Highway. Okay. Like I lived, I actually, uh, if you know Wanta at all, I live pretty close to Twin Lakes. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. it very well. Yeah. <laughs> Got drunk at Twin Lakes a number of times oh, as a oh, child. Did you, so <laughs> you went child. to, you went to Mempham? Yes, I did. Yeah. So did you ever, uh. Because I would go to a lot of Calhoun parties, but I feel like there were Calhoun, Mepham possible uh, collaborations. Yeah, maybe? because weirdly, my high school district did this weird thing where like eight, eight different, um, eight or nine different elementary schools went to two different yes. middle schools. Gotcha. But then there was three high schools, so you would maybe meet kids from Kennedy and Merrick in your high school. Like you meet Calhoun kids, like in your junior high, you'd be like, "Oh, we're friends," but. Next year, year you're going to a different so schools. Weird. And it was such a weird experience because we were already coming from so many different, like they couldn't just divide it up perfectly for yeah. some reason. So they fucked you like, so three times they were splitting up like families kind of. Right, right. <laughs> you, you were like, like, make these friends. They're like, I'm actually ah, going junior to junior high. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you're like, oh, we're friends again. Nah, nah high yeah, school. Back. Yeah. And you were oh, like, well. fuck. And it was such a weird thing. So like, the, I probably knew a bunch of Calhoun kids, but yeah. we didn't hang out with them. Yeah. 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 I remember I would, we'd go to like these keg parties under like, Southern state. Or oh, something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we would have so many parties and so many. Just in, it was like in woods, like yeah. basically like woods or like we drank a lot at uh, Mepham high school. Okay. Like just on the field. Cause there nice. was like, there was like four exits out. One of which involved jumping over a Creek one. Like, so 
if you partied in the middle of it, no matter where the cops came from, you could probably get, get away because they can't. They're not going to bring four cop cars to like close off all the exits right, at high right. school for a high school party. Drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so we would just be like, all right, and then be like, although that would be pretty epic if they did. That'd be awesome. Well, one time we thought they did, but uh, it was just like a, a regular car was just like parked. But we were like, and they got the creek blocked off because the creek was the last resort because it took you into a full different neighborhood. Yeah. But it had a footpath, so we would fly over the creek always but then one time there was a car there and we we're like they've got us and we're like fuck it hit the creek anyway we crossing it it was just like a car <laughs> it's not, it not a cop car it was like a fucking ford uh it was like a taurus it's amazing <laughs> and we were like they got us we just, it was just an empty park car we're like never mind keep running you just like lay on the hood you're like i give up they're like what <laughs> take me putting myself in the back seat <laughs> it's okay <laughs> take me home yeah Partying is fucking paramount. And then when you can get start getting into bars or people's Ugh. houses at parties. Because I remember being like, oh, mom, we're going to go out. And she's like, "It's fr we're going to go play Manhunt or whatever. Yeah. Or we're all going to Brian's house to play video games, six guys. Manhunt. Like, that was another one. Manhunt was something we actually did from yeah. like fifth grade and uh, sixth grade until like ninth grade when you start drinking. and you're, But then you use Manhunt as a cover. Of course. Because it was like, how can I come home? And be like, I've been outside all night. <laughs> you know, like, and be like, it's late and I'm beat up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it would be like February. And my mom be like, you're not going to play manhunt. We're like, come on, it's fine. I'm gonna wear a hoodie. I'm wearing my jacket. And then you go, and it's just like you're standing in a field, shivering, Freezing. drinking, because <laughs> you're like, I'm not fucking playing manhunt. In this was uh was funneling a big thing for you. I remember stealing funnels from garages to funnel beer. That was like, for some reason it was, it was like a thing. That's so funny. Using funnels from garages too is disgusting. Cause that oh, means that there was definitely oil or gasoline. Oh, yeah. in and it. we're like, no, we washed it out with the hose. <laughs> oh, okay. That did it. <laughs> um, funneling was, I, I really didn't start funneling till college. Big in my high school was, uh, shotgunning and, okay. um, like the key thing in the side. And, uh, just like, chugging like we're similar so, idea yeah like, oh yeah they're all the same really get it in your mouth it's as way quick binge, as possible it's a way to be you like you ever have that friend that's like i don't really drink beer i'll funnel them but i don't drink yeah, yeah. and they like they funnel two in an hour like <laughs> like they're doing shots and you're like just fucking figure what? something out <laughs> yeah yeah i'd love to know the theory behind that like what's that logic I'll only funnel or shotgun, but I will not sip on a beer. Yeah. It's like, I want to participate in the stunt portion of it, but I, that's like saying, oh, I'm afraid to fly unless I'm skydiving. Yeah. It's the only way I feel comfortable. Okay. <laughs> Strapped to a fucking dude in a parachute. Do you, bro? Uh, <laughs> what What was some East Meadow shit from when you were growing up there? Like, what, what, what was East Meadow stuff that you guys would do? Like, what's over there? Because are we talking like up north? East of Wanta Avenue, west of Wanta. No, Avenue? so we're we're south of you. No, that can't be true. Yeah, are you on the south, south side of Sunrise Highway? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So e I would have to go up to get to. So I'm like, so okay. Do you know where Prospect Pool is? Yeah, yeah. I'm like right by there. Oh, okay. So I like okay. grew up on a street right. Because I know there. where Prospect Pool is because your boy was a town of Hempstead lifeguard ah! before he was a Jones Beach lifeguard. And and you know what, your boy over here was a town of Hempstead recreational organizer at Spino Park and Newbridge Road Park. Oh shit, dude. And I had Spino. a little I had a little uh we had little <laughs> kids that we would teach like street hockey and basketball and <laughs> put a big plastic sheet down the hill at Newbridge Road and make it a huge slip and slide in the summer. Oh, oh yeah, I awesome. still have my 
blue town of Hempstead shirt. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. The lifeguard ones were yellow. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause we called you guys blue shirts. The people who, oh, who yeah. worked for the town, but weren't like, weren't like doing anything, but like, <laughs> like lifeguards would be like every pool would have someone whose job was like, something in an office they didn't right. they were not a lifeguard but they yes. worked with us every single day sure because town of hempstead lifeguard schedule is six days a week eight hours a day Ugh. but it's a town job so you get time and a half for the sixth for the day, sixth day gotcha. so i was getting you're getting at that point you're getting like 52 hours pay a week i was 16 years old it was my summer yeah. uh, after sophomore year and Lifeguards started at like $14 an hour. Oh, yeah. I was making so much money as a kid. I was like, holy shit. And you had to know somebody to get that job. Oh, you had to know somebody and you had to be able to be a little bit of a swimmer. But yeah. I'll tell you what, <laughs> captain of your high school swim team. There you go. You get to meet a few beeps. Yeah. And then I, when I took the Jones Beach test at my senior year, I was like, I, I, I talk about lifeguarding so much in my life because I'm obsessed with it. And I still may at some point in my life go back to it, go back to like, I'm going to go to Malibu and just be like an old part-time lifeguard there. I mean, if that dude, I mean, how was Jones beach? Was that a fun job? It, it was a fucking cool. wild job. It yeah. was, it was a serious, what I liked about it because I was the perfect age for it. Cause I was like 18 to 24 when I did it, it was a serious job that like, so it felt like an adult job because people, it was dangerous because people, course. you actually needed to pay attention. You needed to like, it wasn't, you didn't, but everyone partied really hard right after we were done. Right. And every, and the people that take lifeguarding jobs are people who are in school because they have summers off, like high school kids, college kids, teachers. Yeah. So, and then also for uh, Jones Beach, they shared a pension with NYPD and FDNY. So, they would allow New York police officers ah. and fire department people to work summers at Jones beach part-time. And so they would do both. And it was because, uh, the summer would give them one third a year towards their pension. So if they picked up 10 summers, they can quit. You know, they activated their pension like five years. That's early. crazy. I did not know that. So I was a fucking 18 year old kid working with cops, <laughs> firemen, college kids and people, and teachers. Who, and teachers. And then I learned over four years of teaching how many people, Switch. I'm four, sorry. Four years of lifeguarding. How many people switch their major to education while in college? So they could lifeguard. So that they can continue to. Because they go like, I want to do this forever. Like all of us just keep uh, going. Yeah. We want to do this forever. And I'm like, well, I, I want to work in TV. And they're like, Yeah, you, you know, gotta go. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> sorry. And everyone else. Like I had a friend who was an engineering major, and he was like a genius kid, like fucking, you know, 4.0 GPA. And he's like, I mean more power to him. We need teachers, yeah. but he was just like on this track to, and then he was like, I'm going to become a biology teacher so that I can work every summer at the beach and never give it up. Uh, you know what, dude? Ugh, fucking God bless him. I wish. I know a lot of people, sorry, one more thing. I knew yeah, people yeah. who like quit their like careers that they had like set up to become like cops or firemen because they wanted to work on the beach. That's how cool of a job it was. I mean, I love it. I wish, I wish, um, I knew I like that would do it for me. You right. Know? Right. Like there was a lot of people that were like, Oh fuck yeah! Like this makes sense, you know. Like, like I'll be a teacher. I'll summers off. A lifeguard. Yeah. I'll get a house in Hicksville, and and I'm set. I'm right. Like, I just I was like, that's not. I can't do it, man. Yeah. Me neither, you dude. Know? Me I was neither. Just like I can't do it. And I think there's like some people are born with that like manifest destiny is hyperbole, but like I call it like on the lowest scale, it's people who always want to try new restaurants are the people who are ready to move to a new like. Part of the reason you move to New York City is for the things that become available to you. You're only 40 minutes away from your childhood home in New yeah. York City. So it's, it is weird for us 
kids who move to the city from Long Island because it's like, but once you move to the city and there's, you know, 40 different types of minorities and ethnicities living in your block and there's uh, 10 different restaurants and you're like, oh, this is why you move here. Even just, it's like, sure. there's no Thai food on Long Island in 2000. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, for I sure. I just showed my, my whole family just had Thai food for the first time last Christmas when I was home, oh 2018. God. They're I mean, like, is it noodles? It. I was like, shut up. Is it, just, it like <laughs> Chinese food or is it different? And it's like, oh my God, guys, come on, man. Read I'm like, book. it's closer to Vietnamese food and my family's just like... You know, dead eyed. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, of course, you don't know what that is either. Yeah, it's so true though. I, I don't know why that is, but yeah, they definitely like living there. I mean, go well, away. That one breeds comfort too. Like a lot of, well, a lot know, of people don't leave. Right. That's you know? the thing. That's the thing. So like going away to college, I always wanted to do that. That I think started it, and then New York City, obviously, because right. you meet people from all over the world, right. so many different cultures, and it feels and so you're kind of cool. like, oh wow, like this world is huge. It's not just Long Island. Yeah. You know, and like it is kind of like a little bit of a bubble that I feel like people don't get out of. Well, I, it, you know, it's just like a crazy thing in your life if you're like 22 living in the city and you're going out for like the, you're going to a restaurant that's better than any restaurant you've ever been, including when your parents were like, we're going to take you to the best restaurant on Long Island, you know? Yeah, no, and then you go sure. and you're like, oh, this is amazing. And then you go to move to New York City and you get a taco from like the place on the corner and you're like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. And you're like, why the fuck? These people on Long Island think they have everything? Yeah. Like, and, and you did and they do because they have to justify that for themselves to continue to be there. Sure. It's like, oh, wow, I got a great Mexican place. I got a great pizza place. What else, you know? Well, I'm sure you have this too. Like the friends that, that you... <laughs> That you're like, well, let's go into the city. And the city, it's so far. Yeah. And you're like, it's so far? People. I had a friend, I swear to God, he was moving from Merrick to Long Beach. Okay. And he was moving there. And he's like, the move's killing me. Killing me. It's what? 20 minutes? It's a 20 maybe? minute drive if there's traffic. Like, everything on Long Island, everything in Nassau County is- 20 minutes. Is 20 minutes. Yeah. And that's what anyone will tell you, no matter what it is. Same thing. It's 20 minutes away. It's 20 minutes. Yeah. Just go. It's 20 minutes. Like, 20 the minutes commute, the commute's back. killing me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's Merrick to Long Beach. Like, get out of this island. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, there-, there and now here's my last like uh, thesis that I like to talk about to people who are in our current predicament, yeah, uh, predicament or situation, I should say. How don't you find that LA is weirdly similar to Long Island? Here, let, let mm, me give you give my me, pitch. Yeah, give me the pitch. Think about like over here in Hollywood, West Hollywood area. You're like Melrose, Santa Monica, Sunset, Hollywood Boulevard uh, is like your Sunrise Highway, your Hempstead Turnpikes, your Jerusalem's or whatever. Okay, where that they're like. Just strip malls, gas stations, businesses, whatever. But then in between, it is just stretches of suburbs. Right. And it's weirdly like a city on top of suburbs. Whereas like New York City doesn't really have that. Right. You know, I feel like LA and Long Island both have that thing where it's like, oh, Sunrise Highway is just all businesses and it's uh, both sides of the street, all businesses. Maybe some people live on top of them, whatever. But you go one block in and it's homes with yards. And that's what it feels like over here. You know, like. So you're going to ruin LA for me now. Now I'm going to look at it as Long Island. I'm just saying. Think Fuck. About <laughs> and it's. Um, I can see that. Yeah. It's I mean, diverse, but in the way that Long Island is diverse in that Korean people live here, black people live here, I mean, that's Chinese a good people point. live here, Spanish people live here. You yeah. Know? And like you could go 10 miles in one direction and all of a sudden it's super nice and it's Beverly Hills or Bel Air. Yeah. yeah like or, for me, it was like, I grew up in East Meadow. So then it's like Uniondale, Hempstead. I don't know. Right. right and yeah. then it's like Garden City, which is super nice. Right. You know? And so then, it's yeah, like, he's got, and it's like, uh, 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 this town, Roosevelt is, 
uh, mostly black. And then right next to it is Rockville Center, which is mostly white. Right. And you're like, those are like right next to each other. Yeah. But two completely different, different worlds. worlds. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Even well, like Suffolk, like you can go oh, out Suffolk to Suffolk. Suffolk is like another, it might as well be another state. Yeah. Whenever I'm talking about Long Island, I realize I'm always just talking about Nassau because yeah. Suffolk is like, it's like its own place. I'm like, do people live there? Really? <laughs> like, why do I know sorry anybody? To all the Suffolk listeners who get mad <laughs> that I have such a Nassau bias, but Suffolk has that vibe where you're like, wait a minute. Can you be a hick and live on Long Island? Like that's like <laughs> they're like rednecks a little bit. Not, yeah. not everywhere, but as you get out there, there's like oh, you can be living on a farm. You could live on a big. piece Have of you property. ever spent any time out there? Not only in like the Montauk, like even, like yeah. even hanging out. Like I've I've never. I'm trying to think if I've My ever aunt like, lived in Mastic for a while, okay. so I'd get out there. But it was like that. What was else like is out there? Center Reach. Yeah. Um, but I, I used to work at Hexer State Park, which is at the end of the southern state. So it's kind of a little bit out it's there, but it's not there. fully Suffolk. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't Bellport even, is like Suffolk? Maybe I like played some hockeys out there. Yeah. I just, you don't even really, because like, in, we're all living so on top of each other yeah. in Long Island, that in Nassau, that you can play 11 different high schools and never leave. You know, oh, yeah. yeah or you, you just shouldn't. go there and like play and then turn around and go home. So <laughs> right. it's like, you <laughs> yeah. might as well be anywhere. Right. And your dad's pissed that that's where the game yeah. is. And you're eating like, fast I drive food all the way out you're... to fucking Bellport. I yeah. gotta take you out to fucking Bellport. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Well, I'll find something to do around there. <laughs> and then you're just driving back and getting fast food and you're <laughs> yes. e eating as you're driving. That was a big thing for me. I don't oh, know why. Hell yeah. All right. We'll get the drive through coming home from the game. All right. <laughs> My dad would put the burger up on the, on the thing and have the drink between them and be eating and driving. Oh, it's the fucking coolest. Yeah. What's, what's your favorite Long Island restaurant or deli or whatever that you miss the most? Ugh. Like if you could, if you can pick up one business from your childhood, like I, actually think, of, I think about this and we're going to share, I think, and you crane it. Here I think we're going to gonna <laughs> share our sentiments on this. I'm like, why is there nothing here like this? And it's my hero. Yeah. My hero. Like, why does that not like, that I was my favorite call, restaurant. I like want to call them and be like, can I, can you tell me where you get your bread? So I could start a sandwich place out here in LA. Cause I feel like there's, and is that like a weird cultural thing? Cause there's not like a lot of delis like we grew up with out here or well, like no, because the, the sandwich isn't as popular right? here. I think it's because the big, and this is me being uh, no information, no Google. I'm sure it's hundred percent accurate. Yeah. <laughs> but I think people who are known for their bread and their, um, and their bakeries and their delis are Italians and Jews. Yeah. And they sort of stopped at Chicago. Yeah. They never like, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a little Italy in Los Angeles. Yeah. Right. There's not no, a lot it's of, true. It's a good like, there's not like Italians all came to like <laughs> fucking Manhattan. Like they came to Ellis Island yeah. and then scattered from there. So not, I don't think the diaspora has gotten them all the way it out here. It hasn't gotten out here yet. Cause there is like Italian bread is just not a thing you can find. Like, a real loaf of Italian bread that used to be in every single deli and supermarket you went into yeah. as a child. There was just like two bucks and a big paper sleeve. There are nowhere to be found exist. out here. No, yeah. it doesn't exist. They, they just but you would think someone from there would have done But then they might go back to the water thing. Right, because there's because people still aren't pulling off bagels out here. Right. So, so I had bagel Yeasty pizza. Boys for the first time and it was fucking pretty damn was good. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, they have good bagels. But they aren't like Long Island bagels. Long Island Bagel Cafe yeah. in Belmore. That's my shit right nice. there. Nice. <laughs> I had a friend that worked at Boswell's for a very long time. Oh, you fuck. Know yeah, I know Boswell's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boswell's days at Boswell's. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Um, I would... Uh, but you say My Hero as well? My Hero, hands down. It's my favorite. I mean, favorite. That's, that sandwich is... Uh, like, if I go home and I'm not home a lot and I'm bringing someone that has never been there, that's one spot that I hit for, for a sandwich. And then I hit Figarelli's in East Meadow, 
which is a breakfast spot. If you're ever there, uh-huh. hit that for breakfast and you get bacon, egg, and cheese with hash on, on a Kaiser roll. Oh, that sounds fucking another awesome. Another thing they don't have no, Another here. thing that's Kaiser not out here. Yes, a, a bre- breakfast Sammy's. Yeah, like, why quick, is quick, that? There's no... Do you think the demand for it isn't here? I think it's because a breakfast sandwich and a co- and a hot coffee, which is like a go-to New York breakfast, yeah. you can get al- almost anywhere for under $5. You can get a bacon, egg, and cheese and, right. a, and, a, plain, and a regular a hot coffee for anywhere. And I think it's because it's foot traffic. Like that's a yeah. weird thing to drive in and park and get, right? Yeah. And for a deli, like any deli you know on Long Island or any deli you went to in New York, for them to be financially viable out here, they need like 3,000 square feet of like, you know, of a yeah. parking lot. They need 10, you know, they need t- 10 spots, do you which think, makes their rent fucking insane. But do you think people would want it out here or do you think there's just like culturally, there's not like a It's not a sandwich to- place that much because it's not a carb place. Oh well, yeah, much. right? So, like, do you ever hear somebody like, you're like, yeah, I'm just going to pick up a, I'm just going to pick up a bacon egg and cheese on the way to this meeting. Or like, I feel like people, like that no. breakfast culture maybe isn't here. Yeah, well there is breakfast culture here, but it is like bowls and breakfast burritos and like- and it's like sit down and have sit breakfast. Down and have have breakfast yeah, yeah there's not like uh i'll eat one bacon egg and cheese as i walk to the subway you right, know? Right. which is that's something i did multiple times oh, yeah. in my life yeah it's it's weird that that shit's missing out here and I, it, there's got to be because it doesn't financially make sense that's the only thing i could think of because i've thought about it a lot and i'm like because you know like secretly i'm like we should open a sandwich place you know but then i'm like then that becomes my life and then like, yeah whatever, every sandwich but- place that opens though that tr- p- pretends to be like an east coast place like this place uncle paulie's on beverly like i was like really excited that it opened and yeah. then like it's not the same yeah the other thing is fucking long island delis and new york city delis and i'm assuming a lot of other tri-state area delis when you get a fucking like turkey and cheese, oh. you have like a full inch of turkey. Yeah. You have like a full inch of turkey on that Kaiser yeah. roll. It's like biting a burger. Yeah. It's got like, <laughs> and it's, it, it's, you like, can't get that shit out here. No matter what sandwich you get, it's like, I uh, think all about, and you're paying double. Right. I think all about the bread does the closest approximation to like a good, let me tell you about all about the bread. You got, you got some strong takes here. The bread is the worst part of all about the bread, I think. Because it's not real Italian bread. No. But it's like, it's, it's, fine. it's like it's, French baguette more. It's like, it's like a baguette focaccia. Yeah. Like yeah. in the middle because it's real crispy and hard yeah. on the outside. But it is a decent sandwich for sure. It's a decent sandwich. And Bay City's godmother. Bay is, City's is great. Bay City's is, Bay great, is great too. Great. But like, I haven't found many sandwiches that right next to these. I know. know? Yeah. It's it's really... And then like Fat Sal's. I... Fat Sal's does great sandwiches, but, but it's, they don't do like an Italian combo or a chicken cutlet. No. Yeah. I think their bread is pretty good. Their bread is good. I get their- But they do like, which it was kind of a Long Island, New York thing. The like the freaky sandwiches, like when you're in high school, like the mozzarella sticks, chicken fingers, gravy, ketchup, mayo, French fries on a sandwich. Right. Yes. Which I love like, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got one Friday night. I'm like yeah. still having diarrhea from it, but it was worth it. But yeah, they don't do like the traditional, like you can't get like an Italian or like a cl- chicken club or something right, like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause that's all I want is right. that's my, my, well, what do you that's get? my, my hero. Okay. Tell me, my, tell me yours first. Large, no. large, my hero, yeah. chicken club, add American lose tomato. So, uh, so okay. it's chicken cutlet, bacon, cheese, lettuce, mayo, and large. It, okay. Also the chicken club. Add cheddar. Okay. And uh, I do it with the works, but no mayo. Oh, okay, okay. I don't like the mayo. I don't know why. It's like I the love, mayo plus I, oil and vinegar. Do you like that? No, I, feel like I, it I like the mayo. I, I don't get the, I get no oil and vinegar. I get, 
I don't get the works. That's why. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Because yeah. I like the mayo. Because I think that my hero has the best mayo, and I think <laughs> it's because it's like dirty or gone oh, bad I'm sure. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, my hero used to be the spot where they would fucking wear gloves to make your sandwiches, but then also use those gloves to count the money and oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like give you your change. Oh, like my God. they have like quarters in the gloves, and then turn around and start cutting a fucking sandwich. Or whatever. Oh my God! I you know what? I have a terrible. I'm gonna I'm just gonna tell you it anyway. I have a terrible plastic glove working in a restaurant story and I feel like you need to hear it because you're going to die because I was 16 years old and my first job was not a lifeguard at 16 it was working the drive through at KFC oof (laughs) nice though how's that for humble yeah and uh I went into the back and they were making the coleslaw and they have a bin that's probably the size of this coffee table so like I don't know three feet high by six feet wide, seven feet wide. And they put all the shredded cabbage in there. And then they take a Ziploc bag. That's like the size of this cushion and they cut it and they just squeeze the mayo into this thing. And this guy goes arm in elbow high and is mixing. (laughs) Dude, dude. Let's just say I never had KFC since then. Oh dude. I know so much about that because, uh, my brother used to be a delivery man for uh, a Chinese food place and a fried chicken place. And he said the fried chicken place when they would, he would go, here comes a tornado. Like when he would make barbecue sauce, he would like, he had like these fat, hairy arms with like moles and skin tags. Oh and he would God. like roll up his sleeve bare hand and be like, here comes a tornado. Oh and just God. whirl all the sauce around. My brother's like, do not ever order from this place. <laughs> do not use the sauce. He's like, we were like, we love that place. He's like, stop ordering this shit. Oh my God. <laughs> um, Nick, dude, this has uh, been a great Long Island catch up, but tell, tell the fucking listeners about uh, my best friend is famous. Uh, so we did a super micro budget indie comedy film called My Best Friend's Famous uh, here in LA about two best friends moving from Long Island, ironically enough, to <laughs> LA. It's a real stretch. Um, and um, the, I right don't know. what you know, brother. <laughs> yeah, right what you know. It's uh, it's a biography. I mean, no, it's a narrative film. Uh, but yeah, so the less talented maybe uh lazier one uh ends up getting on a hit tv show and uh his best friend who kind of is like a little more type a kind of trying to do everything right and by the book doesn't and just kind of trying to deal with that and but um as a little bit of a crisis yeah and it's i think more so than anything it's, uh, i hope it's not really about like acting in la it's more about you know potentially losing your best friend but also like being in your 30s and feeling like everybody's got to figure it out yeah and you don't um, but yeah it's on amazon prime it's and, a fun uh, movie it looks fucking great it, oh thanks the music is awesome yeah, yeah, we're actually going to release the soundtrack. Oh, cool. So, yeah, we're working on that. Uh, and my writing partner and producing partner, Kevin, who directed the film, uh, he scored it and did all the original music. He's a super talented musician. Um, so we're actually, yeah, we're working on releasing that so it'll be available as well. That's so dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah his music's fucking great. And it's on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime, yeah. It's on... Um, it, it, Not Prime, it, you got to rent it, right? Yeah, right now you have to rent it, but it's going to go, it's going to roll over and be free on Prime in, I want to say a month or two. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it will be free on Prime. Right now it's it's available to rent. I think it's like two bucks, but... Um, Check but it yeah, out. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. I heard, so you went to an advanced screening. Yes. We did like an advanced, like friends and family pre-release kind of getting notes and stuff. And um, it was so funny. You you had to leave, right? No. You, yeah. <laughs> 
You shit your pants. It was so funny. And you left. <laughs> oh, right. I'm sorry. I was supposed to give you a <laughs> You're like, you had to leave, right? I'm like, no, no. I saw no, the, the whole thing. thing. I promise. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, no, no I'm, ki- I'm kidding, but I always like to give you a hard time. Um, but yeah, no, dude. I mean, you know, it was like like we were talking about You know about what earlier. I did do in that it, pitch black screening? It was, it was dark in the room. And I got super stoned before seeing your movie and I brought like a RX bar, like a protein bar to eat during it. And I started eating it. I didn't realize how melted it had been, <laughs> but it was pitch black and I'm sitting next to our, our friend Ty and I'm like, fuck. And I have like chocolate on my, I'm just sitting there holding my hand like <laughs> the movie ends and I just like come out and I'm like, Quinn, I can't meet for drinks. Tell Nick it was great. Blah, blah. Here's my suggestions. <laughs> my chocolate on my just face. melted my chocolate. Yeah. Oh my I, God. And I was kind of like wedged in and I was like, I'm not going to run out and go to the bathroom during the screening I gotta watch so oh I'm sitting there God. just like kind of wiping my mouth a little bit oh, dude you don't want out I mean I appreciate you sticking it out <laughs> well I was also stoned enough to be like okay just like namaste just sit, just sit here with the chocolate on my hand and watch enjoy the movie <laughs> um, so check it out my best friend's famous on Amazon yeah, yeah. and uh, what's 418 films that's what 418 you- films yeah it's, it's uh, me and Kev who did the music as my writing partner. Uh, it's our company. It, we actually both have the same birthday, April 18th. So that's, oh, that's, that's where we came up for 18. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's a great name, man. Oh, uh, try. Yeah, <laughs> it worked out like, perfectly. I need something. But, um, <laughs> Just give me something, please. <laughs> uh, Nick, thanks so much for coming on, man. Do you uh, have anything else you want to plug? Like your Twitter or something? Um, you no, stuff yeah, over you could do like... Uh, Inst- oh, wait, I'll tag you in this anyway. Yeah, yeah. You could, I'll give you the stuff for the notes or whatever. But yeah, I mean, Instagram's kind of like what we keep most up to date with like our projects and film stuff. It's at 418 Films. Spelled out F O U R 18 films. F O U R E I G H T E E N? F I L M S. I just realized how stoned I was there when I was like, wait, that is how you spell 18. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for coming on, Nick. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me, brother. Please. As always, I'm at Gabris. Check out Action Boys Podcast. Bye, shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast.